Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from HealthNetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? HealthNetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. HealthNetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at HealthNetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Better than this, it's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting and NDT Scouting, NFL Draft Analyst for FanRag Sports. And I am joined, as always, by Joe Marino, my Assistant Director at NDT Scouting, fellow NFL Draft Analyst for FanRag Sports. And we are the Draft Dudes Podcast. Draft Dudes today is sponsored by Crossover. Crossover is this wonderful tool for coaches of all sports at all levels. They do a a wonderful job collecting your film, and they will upload your film, they will cut your film, they will tag your film, and allow you to sort and get statistical analysis on your film, regardless of your sport, with just a few clicks of a button. So if you are a coach of any level of competition, high school, college, Division I, Division II, whatever, and you are looking for something to put you over the top, swing over to Crossover and check out what they have. Joe, welcome to Friday. Uh, we're going to pretend the rest of this week didn't happen, right? So we're, we're going to start oh. off on a good note, right? 
And and yeah. let's talk about how excited I am to come hang out with you next weekend. <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to be a good time. Uh, what are we calling this? Just uh, uh, the mid summer, the su- summer something. It's got to be the summer the something. Su- <laughs> the, Kyle invades the Queen City, Charlotte. I mean, I was going to uh, go with like an NDT scouting like conference or some summer conference, but okay. You can make it yes. seem all negative with your, your packaging if you'd like. No, no, it's uh, yeah, it's a summer conference. It'll be great. Um, looking forward to, to hosting you. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the the Queen City hosting. Yes, yes. You um, know what? Um, is it the Queen City hosting something else that week too? Yes, ACC Media Day. So hopefully, I'll be able to get into that. We're, we're waiting on a few details, um, but uh, if if uh, everything goes the way I hope it does, I'll be able to be cover. I'll be able to cover the ACC football media day that is going to be in Charlotte uh, next Thursday and Friday. Big time. We'll see. Big time. Good for you. I hope it happens for you. Yeah. So Kyle. Yes. I know you tried to try to, uh, you know, get this podcast to steer in a certain direction, but I've got, I've got to remind you of something. Do you remember the time that you said, I don't need the first pick to win. So, Joe, we're talking about football today <laughs> on the show. Uh, I, I, I wanted you to clear the air with Chachi. Chachi's on my list, man. Yes, he it's, is. It's not good. I like Chachi, too, so so uh, Frankie Myers better watch himself. Uh, you know, I did promise some Ric Flair, Nature Boy, low blows, and I am not above sending one his way. So You've it's, received- that, that's a veiled threat. Not so veiled threat, actually. Sorry about that. We can get back on schedule. Okay, I so just, yeah. I had to get that out. Yeah, yeah no. We, th- this week has been a lot of fluff, a lot of off-season fluff, which I don't mind, right? But what are we really like at our core? We're football guys. Yes. We're film heads. We're tape heads, and uh, I don't know you, but know about you, Joe. But I've been grinding some tape this week. I've been there with you, man. Yeah, and it's um, it's exciting to see. The uptick in interest on the stuff that's going on the website too, right? Like we've been pounding away this summer already, you know, really working on our establishment of of knowledge of the 2018 seniors and summarizing 2018. Uh, Eric Turner did an awesome piece on Raquan McMillan and why he felt he was a really strong, sensible pick for the Dolphins. Uh, from the 2017 draft, and that just went up on ndtscouting.com. And, and I really enjoyed that, especially as somebody who is a Dolphins fan, who had McMillan a little bit lower than the range that he ended up going in. Eric makes some great points, and uh, you know, having that kind of stuff go up on the site to really complement what we're doing uh, has been cool to see, seeing guys like uh, Eric and Scott stepping up and, and putting great content out there to complement what you, me, and John are pounding away on for the senior assessments. Uh, cool to see the readers get really into it too, Joe. You know, we've seen some of our highest traffic this week at NDTScouting.com since we've had since the end of May. Yeah, it's it's good to, to see folks on the site and uh, really, really feel good about what we've been able to deliver this week. And uh, we're not stopping. So we've got a lot of great stuff coming as well. And uh, it's it's uh, getting that sense that people are getting excited about football, and we stay excited about football, so it, it is a, a good time right now. It's a great time. It's a great time to talk about some prospects, too. 
Joe, I want to lead us off if that's all right with you. I know you're you're the uh, reigning champion of the house right now, so I <laughs> I'm going to tiptoe past your um, your presence every time and make sure I clear myself before I start. Of course, um, I'd like to talk about Luke Falk from Washington State. This is a senior passer that has just astronomical amounts of production. Uh, two year starter at Washington State, entering his third year. Um, Plays in a Mike Leach offense, which should automatically trigger a red flag. Um, Leach's spread offense has spread a good deal of ways around um, college football landscape. And most of the passers, I say most of the passers because lo and behold, uh, one just went in the first round this year in Patrick Mahomes. Most of the passers coming from this style of spread offense um, are very disregarded by the NFL, and when they get to the NFL, they have a very tough time with the transitions. Now, I do think Mahomes has some transcendent traits that will set him above this by-and-large group, but I'm not sold in watching four games of Falk that he's there, which is interesting because there's some people that I really respect in the sphere that are really high on Falk. They think Falk's one of the best senior passers, but for me, Joe, this is somebody that I watch and a gross majority of his throws are shallow drag routes across the middle when the stuff that's pushing up the boundaries isn't there. That's their style of a check down is a three-yard drag route, and they'll get a ton of run after contact because teams have to play man-to-man coverage because if you play zone against this style spread, they're going to space you out and they're just going to tear you up. So a lot of easy throws there. Falk, when he pushes the ball down the field, he's prone to either underthrow or overthrow the ball. And he throws with a lot of disregard for cover two safeties. If you've got a safety sitting on the hash, he'll still try to fit that ball in between the corner playing either trail or squatting in the flat and the safety over the top. And there's three or four occurrences over the course of four four games where he got guys killed up the sideline. And that's a big concern for me, Joe. I'm not totally sure watching Falk that this is a guy that's not just getting a huge boost. I don't see great levels of arm talent. Uh, The decision-making is very simplified, and he makes a lot of dangerous throws. Yeah, um, not necessarily the the best recipe. It sounds like I haven't got a chance to take the deep dive on uh, on Luke Falk's film, uh, but I have. You know, I watched a ton of him, having scouted uh, Gabe Marks and River Craycraft last year. So um, anxious to to put the uh, the full emphasis on Falk and see where I come away with that evaluation. I want to keep it in the state of Washington with the player I want to talk about here. Uh, but we're going to go to Washington Huskies, and that's wide receiver Dante Pettis. Uh, him and John Ross were a heck of a duo last year. They combined for 32 receiving touchdowns between the two of them. I mean, that is that is a ton of production. And uh, and Pettis had a good year, and now he's the guy that's left, right? John Ross wind up being a 10, top 10 pick in the NFL draft, and now it's on him to become, you know, the focal point of that that Washington Huskies passing game. And I took a deep dive into his film lately, and I think he's got a lot of likable traits that suggest he can really do that. Um, you know, I, I, first of all, his hands are outstanding. He dropped only one ball in 72 targets 
last season. I mean, that's a, a, an incredible catch rate. He comes down with the ball clean. You can tell the way he greets the football that it's natural. Uh, he has good technique. His, his thumbs are where they're supposed to be, and, and he, he and it really really sticks to to his hands, and he, he plays it well. He tracks it well. He adjusts his body. He works to the spots to get to the football. So he tracks the football and catches it cleanly, which are pretty important things when playing wide receiver. Uh, from there, I really kind of like what he does as a route runner. Now, when you watch Washington and a lot of college offenses, you know a lot of what they do is designed to lift coverage and, and create space for routes underneath to, to set up easy, easy completions. But what Pettis is able to do, even in those types of six circumstances where, you know, that's happening all the time where coverage is being lifted and he's able to, you know, just work to space and, and, you know, create what looks like very easy completions is that he's a pretty nuanced route runner in those situations. When he's making a break, you can see that he's sinking those hips. He's got the flexion in his ankles to really turn and make precise uh, breaks and, and uh, he, he generates pretty good speed in and out of those breaks. Uh, so where he's able to burst and create that space, he's, he's doing things uh, that you want to see a guy do when they're separating. Even if it's a, uh, you know, it's a bunch formation to the left, there's two go routes and an underneath slant. And Pettis is the guy running the underneath slant. You know, he's able to show you things that suggest he can separate in situations where it's not as uh, it's not the, the space isn't created for him. Um, so he really, I like his nuance as a route runner. He does everything with really good timing. The hands are good. Um, he, he has some success at the catch point with how he positions himself. The, the thing with, with Pettis is that he's, he's ordinary physically, right? He doesn't have an overly big frame. You know, he's kind of average six foot, 188 pounds. He's not an explosive guy in terms of his athletic ability. He's not going to be much of a threat to, you know, run away from people by just being faster than them. His short area burst is not that great. So, you know, he really re- relies on the, the nuance, the timing, being reliable, getting to his spots, catching the football cleanly every time. But, you know, if you're looking for a guy with size and juice, he's not your guy. So I think he's going to have a good year this year, but I'm not sure, you know, he's, he projects as a top option in the NFL, but I think he could be a reliable guy that, you know, you know, is, is a quality, quality depth player in the NFL. Uh, and, and he's got a big season ahead of him. You know, how does he function? How does he perform without having, you know, four through two John Ross on the other side. So it'll be interesting to see how he does this year. Yeah, this is um, it's an interesting foil with the other guy that I brought to the table that I wanted to talk about today. It's a guy I actually did uh, yesterday, uh, today as we're recording this, Joe, and that's North Carolina wide receiver Austin Prohl. Uh, Prohl comes from an NFL pedigree. Uh, his dad, Ricky Prohl, played over a decade in the NFL. And Joe, quick trivia question for you. You ready? Okay. Yep. What would you set the over-under at for Ricky Prohl's um, career receptions? Uh, 675. How how are you that close? I just guess. I was honest to God, pure guess off the top of my head. Uh, It's uh, 669 receptions. Oh! That's good. First of all, nice. Second of all, I mean, he's had those good years with the Rams. I think he was yeah. on the Panthers for a minute. He he finished just short of nine thousand receiving yards and had fifty four touchdown receptions in his career. Yeah. Uh, but the amazing thing is, he never once had a thousand yard season. Yeah, he he was always the he slot was guy. always like the third guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's where I see Austin's ceiling. And I think this, that's why he has a big year coming this year, uh, because 
his projection and where he plays best, I like most in the slot. And Switzer ate a lot of those reps last year as the slot guy. Prohl had to play uh, a fair amount on the boundary. Uh, He, like Pettis, is kind of an average athlete. Uh, He actually has really crisp routes. very quick at the top of his stems, but as far as his overall burst and short air agility and ability to cover a large amount of space with, with suddenness, uh, that's not really where he wins. Uh, he catches the ball really cleanly if he's not bothered. And that's something that, that really I really want to see him improve upon this year is for a guy that runs a lot of slant routes and wins inside consistently with his route running, uh, you get this guy in contested catch situations, and it's a problem. It's a big problem. Because if he's contacted at the catch point, you see a lot of failed receptions that um, the the ball will hit him in the hands and it just ends up kind of rolling out at the end. And that's something that if you're going to make your living in the middle of the field, uh, you either got to add some functional strength or you have to get better at adjusting your body at the catch point to prevent yourself from getting jarred that hard and missing the football. So, like Pettis, I think he's somebody that has a big year ahead of him. He's got 70 receptions and just short of 1,000 yards uh, in his college career thus far. I think he's primed for a big year uh, as far as with Switzer no longer being there, Howard no longer being there. Uh, who am I forgetting, Joe? There's there's another one. Hollins. Hollins. Mac Hollins no longer being there. Uh, that's a ton of receiving output that's gone from North Carolina now. So Prohl is a returning key contributor, is going to be in a much bigger role. I expect him to produce as such. Uh, but I need to see those improvements from him in terms of addressing the ball and bracing for contact. You know, so you mentioned the guys that are leaving North Carolina, um, quite the exodus of, of receivers. Is there is there one that you feel like, you know, Prohl is – best suited to replace in terms of production and how they were used in that North Carolina offense? Oh, Switzer, no doubt. Okay. I, I think just he's he's not as shifty as Switzer, but he's pretty he carries his speed pretty well through some hard breaks and um, ran some of the same timing routes that you saw Switzer run on third down or running them at the sticks and first down markers and uh, that's where I saw Prol be most successful. He even ran some outbreaking patterns on the boundary. So uh, I think he's definitely the Switzer mold. Yeah, uh, I I thought that would be the case, but hey, you never know. So, uh, you know, I want to touch on one more player real quick here uh, before we wrap and let everyone go for the weekend. And uh, it's not a player that we, I told you I was going to talk about. I'm going to talk about Martinez Rankin. He's a Mississippi State offensive tackle. Interesting player. He's a he's. Ben, there there was a first-round mock draft that I saw for 2018 that included Martinez Rankin this week that I saw. So uh, there are some people that are pretty high on, on this guy. He's a Juco player. He's uh, uh, It was interesting because you don't really see this very often. Uh, he was Juco, uh, like the number four Juco recruit in the country. He took a red shirt his first year at Mississippi State. I don't know that I've ever seen uh, a guy that was just healthy take a red shirt their first year coming out of Juco. So that's something about him. And I think that what, what that says is something that's pretty obvious on tape is that he's extremely raw. He's got the tools. He can move. He's got baseline power. He, uh, he has the, uh, the punch, you know, all, all those kind of things like that that you look for. 
but his angles are just so bad. Uh, so, you know, when he's taking his pass set angles, he's taking his kick slide, it is highly inconsistent. And he, what he really struggles to do besides having power, besides having movement skills, is he doesn't know how to challenge uh, pass rushers around the edge track to take away their landmarks because his angles are just, they're just everywhere. So if he can really tighten that up, which is something that I think is coachable. So the stuff that you can't really teach, you know, I think that he's, He's good there. It's it's the coachable side where just getting that technique down, understanding how to take a pass set and uh, and challenge landmarks, you know, I think will be a, a big thing for him. He's got to be able to do that. If not, you know, he's going to be a developmental prospect at the end of the draft. If he takes those angles and really perfects that part of his game, you know, then this is a player that I think has you know top one hundred, top one twenty five potential. So. Um, uh, you know, because his angles are so poor, it really robs himself of all those other good physical traits because he can't square up. And, you know, when you're leaning and lunging and your uh, your shoulders out above your feet and you're trying to take away uh, an athletic bendy edge guy, it's not going to happen. So seeing him get that tightened up will be defining. It'll be the difference between, like I said, a developmental prospect and a guy that maybe has uh, has a, you know, middle middle round potential. So I uh, wanted to sneak that little blurb in there before we cut and let everyone go for the weekend. Kyle, any thoughts, anything here you want to get in before we roll to the close here? Not necessarily. Just please don't rub it in my face anymore. All right, it's over. We have moved on. My victory over Kyle for the uh, the, the Independence Day plate draft victory is over with. I, I will uh, take my W and move on. Um, and, uh, and, and thank you for all the support people. And thank you for listening to the draft dudes podcast. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed to us on iTunes, audio boom, whatever you're listening to this show on, make sure you're staying connected with us on Twitter. Like we said, we've got a lot of great content coming out and coming out on ndtscouting.com. The best way to, to make sure you're not missing anything is well, visit it, visit the website just like 10 times a day. Uh, and if not, then just make sure you're following the Twitter handle for the website, which is NDT scouting LLC. Uh, and then Kyle is on Twitter at NDT Scouting. I am at the Joe Marino. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back again for you on Monday. Signing off for Kyle Krabs, I'm Joe Marino, and this is the Draft Dudes Podcast. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.